Hello, family of God. This is Vicki, and I'll play some of Chuck's music in a little while. But right now, it is uh, June 16th. I'm sorry. No, it's June 13th, 8.05 a.m. here in the Midwest. I've been up for hours. I've been spending some time this morning with Father, and I am on fire for the body of Christ. So if you are part of the body of Christ, if you're already mature enough and you don't need this message, then okay, that's awesome. But there are a lot of people in the body of Christ that God's calling and to stand up. And you know, he's just been reminding me of thing after thing after thing this morning. I did a message yesterday. Welcome to the channel. I'm sorry. I know I'm talking a mile a minute. I am so on fire right now. Um, yesterday on the 12th of June, I did a message that Father gave me. I recorded that, and it was a word of encouragement, and it was awesome. I love when he encourages us, because I know that uh, some people feel like they get a lot of, um, what do we want to say, Father? Correction, rebuke, uh, but you know, really, it's his tremendous love that causes him to do that for us. He loves us enough to say, hey, don't do that. That's going to hurt you. That's going to hurt somebody else. You need to follow what I tell you. And so it's, it's uh, his goodness to us that causes him to speak to us in all the ways he does, sometimes in words of just encouragement and edification and sometimes in, in teaching. Uh, I said a couple of months ago that Father told me that we were going to be in his classroom. He was taking us into his classroom because we had much to learn still. And even though we knew, we know some things, you guys, we know some things. I mean, we may know scripture, we may know, you know, we may know all the right things to say and, and what we're supposed to do and everything, but we're not. So many of us are not on fire for God. And this morning, one of the things I heard him say was that there are a lot of babies out there still, baby Christians, and I hate to use the word Christians, I just want to say baby followers of Jesus Christ, the way, the living way, the Word of God. And for the babies who are still wanting to be on milk, let me just say this, and, and what I mean by that is you're still new, you're still young in the Spirit, you haven't learned a whole lot yet, and, and let me tell you, if you haven't learned a whole lot, well, welcome to the club. We can be walking with the Lord for 50, 100 years and still not have learned a whole lot when the bottom line comes down to the fact that God is so big and so glorious that for us to learn a lot is in this life is just, we just don't know that much. I don't care how much we know. We don't know that much yet. We may have, we may be friends of God and I love that. I love that he's called Moses a friend uh, or Abraham a friend of God and um and that we have that opportunity as well, even as his children, to still be his friend. But we cannot possibly begin to touch the depth of the knowledge and wisdom of our Creator. So no matter how long we're on this earth, and I really truly believe that even once we leave and are into uh, the other side of time and in eternity with him going forward that we can spend all of eternity and never know all there is to know about God. So to say we know much on this little this little earth and this little life we have now is <laughs> we just don't know that much. But to the babies, the ones that are brand new, here's what I hear Father saying. You don't have a lot of time to learn how to do you know, you don't have decades and decades to grow and mature and all of that. I want you to grow now. And here's what he said, because people get freaked out about that kind of talk. But here's what he said. He said, if you need to be on the milk, which is what an infant needs, a baby needs, then here's the milk. 
follow and obey Jesus. There you go. That's the milk right there. Get in your Bible. Open your Bible. So many people don't want to open their Bibles. Get in your Bible and read about Jesus. Read his life. And know this, that from the very first page of Genesis to the very last page of Revelation, Jesus is in there all the way. He didn't just show up in the New Testament like so many people believe. He was in Scripture all the way. He has always been. You guys, he's always been here with us in Okay, so I know this is a whole other direction. I, I don't think this is the direction the Lord wants me to go this morning. I'm just so on fire. There's so much going on. So if you need milk, if you are a new believer in Christ and you just need the milk of the word, then very simply, here it is. Follow Jesus. That's it. Learn who he was. Learn what he did. Live that kind of life every single day. And for the mature, for the mature, the ones who don't need the milk anymore, you're on the meat, you've been on the meat for a long time, here's what I hear Father saying for those who are the mature believers. Very simple. Follow Jesus. No big revelation there. It's all the same, whether you've been with him just a few days, a few months, or many years. Follow the Messiah. Okay, guys. Uh, what I started to say a minute ago, and I, I didn't do a proper welcome, I do want to say thank you guys so much for being here. Um, what I started to say a few minutes ago is yesterday I was sharing in that message that Father gave, that wonderful message of encouragement that he gave us. I was sharing a, a, a dream that I had a few nights ago, and in the dream I was looking in a mirror and I could see that I just reached up and there was something in my eye. I, I didn't really notice it. I, I mean, I didn't feel it. It wasn't anything like that. But I just put my finger up to the outer corner of my right eye. And this thing that was like a clear film that was kind of crinkly, I said that yesterday, you know, I just started pulling on that thing and I was shocked because that was even there. I didn't know that was there. It was clear. I could see just fine. I thought I saw just fine got that out and then I wondered in the dream is this going to be a problem because this thing has been covering my eye like you know now my eye is totally exposed and so that means anything can get in my eye and I was concerned about that and I was looking up and I was concerned oh is there you know is this a bad thing that even though I took that off I knew I should take it off but I didn't know what that meant well here let me just decipher this for you because this is what the Lord's given me understanding about regarding that film. He wants, and it wasn't just about me, even though I was, who I was looking at in the dream was in my eye, the Lord told me this morning, no, this, you represent not just you, but the body of Christ. He's trying to clear our vision, trying to take the things away from us, show us, reveal to us what we need to see. But we have to be willing to be involved in that. And sometimes that's hard for people to do because people don't want to have to, you know, people want to just hold on to what they've been taught and what they believed. And this is the way it's always been. And if there was something different, God would have told me. And if he didn't tell me, well, why not? Doesn't he love me enough to tell me? Why would he let me be deceived? And blah, 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 blah. We go through periods of maturing. We, you know, we, 
Father grows us, yes. And I know I just talked about being on the milk and being on the meat. But the bottom line is it's all the same food in a huge way. It's all nutrition. It's all, it's all what we need to live, to survive, to thrive. And that is the Word of God that is... And Messiah is the Word of God. Go read First John if you've forgot, forgotten that. Very first, or in the book of John, very first scripture, he says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And he wasn't talking about print on paper in a book. Our Savior is the Word of God. So, following the Word of God all our lives is the goal He has for each one of us. Now, this morning, um, okay, so He wants to clear that off. I know I'm talking a mile a minute. I'm just, I'm so excited for the things the Lord's showing me, and, and I better stay on that part. The thing about the eye, uh, Father said, if your right eye offends you, Jesus said, if it offends you, pluck it out. Pluck it out. Well, I don't think he necessarily wants us to pluck our eye out. <laughs> I, I believe, although his point is really good. Look, if you're doing something, if some part of your body is creating such an issue that you could lose the opportunity to be with me forever, wouldn't you rather just get rid of that part of your body? Well, I reached up and I pulled that film off, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was concerned about my vision, whether or not I'd be able to see, you know, without any problems. But what the Lord told me this morning, it was that he is removing the film, that little crinkly film that we have covered ourselves over with in our belief system or in the things, the ways the enemy has deceived us. There are so many things that has that little film over our eyes. And Father wants us to do our part to remove it. And what that means is we have to be willing to change. If we are so set in our ways in some things, I remember being in a denomination, you guys, and I was positive that what that denomination believed was accurate, it was right and 100% and all that kind of stuff, and everybody else was, this is what the denomination basically taught, and I was stunned when I came out of the denomination to find that many churches, many denominations feel that way. And here's what the belief was, if you're not one of us, you're going to hell. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that's true. So many denominations believe that. So when the Lord's saying, I want you to be willing to take the film off of your eyes, I will help you see clearly. And you don't need to be afraid of what that means. You do not need to be afraid of what that means. Just like in the dream, I was worried, oh no, what's going to get in my eye if I do this? I mean, now my eye was completely exposed. And I had always thought it was exposed. I had always thought I saw clearly. But the Lord said, we see through a glass dimly, darkly. We see in part. That means we only understand a little bit of stuff. And it won't be until we see him face to face that all of those other things that need to be made clear will be made clear okay so i this morning when he was talking to me about the uh babies and the milk and everything he said look they, there's not time to just be messing around and wasting time and there's not time for people to just think well i'll just kind of go along slowly and it'll be okay and i don't need to really get serious about this thing with the lord you guys somebody wrote 
in one of my comments one time, and it has stuck with me, not in offense, but in the realization where so many people in the body of Christ are. And the comment, I'm going to change the words just a little bit because I don't want people going back and trying to find this comment, and I don't want to expose the person who wrote it, but the comment was extremely religious, and I don't use that term in a good way. It was to something to the effect of, uh, Father, give me words, please, something to the effect of, well, you're just all emotional, and I just can't even get past all of that stuff to be able to hear the message. And I've encountered that same religious spirit before, and I'm sure some of you have as well. You guys listen. Our Savior was full of every kind of good thing, and that included the emotions that he came to this earth with as a man the emotions that father god gave us doesn't mean our emotions are supposed to rule us but it absolutely means that there is i'm sorry my microphone's doing that thing again uh it absolutely means that we have the emotions we have because they are part of who we are because our father also has emotions so it's that religious mindset that says things need to look a certain way. Don't demonstrate, and I know this is true in a lot of denominations, don't be emotional. Do not be emotional. If you're emotional, oh, you've just blown the whole thing. You've just totally blown the whole thing. Well, I'm pretty sure Jesus was emotional when he was throwing the money changers out of the temple. I'm pretty sure Jesus was emotional when he was calling the Pharisees a brood of vipers, whited sepulchers, dead man's bones in grapes. That's, I'm pretty sure that he didn't say it with a very religious mindset. I'm sure he was hot. I am sure he was hot under the collar. And all that means for those of you who are not from the States, if you're not familiar with that term, he was, he was not happy. He was not happy. And he was not um, without feeling or emotions. No, we do not live by our emotions. Do not take what I'm saying in, in that direction, because that's way wrong. But we were given emotions for a reason. If we don't have them, when the enemy comes and wants to do all kinds of stuff and mess around with us and everything, if we have no emotions, maybe we're not going to get too fired up about this whole Jesus Christ thing. Maybe we're just going to be like that, that woman or like a, another woman that, oh my gosh, thank you, Father. I remember somebody telling me once that uh, he, was sit he was talking to his aunt or his aunt about... Uh, Sunday service and uh, going to church and everything and in the conversation time came up and the thing about time for the woman was well if Jesus can't be okay let's see father help me say it right the man said to her well what if Jesus doesn't I mean you know what if he wants us to just spend time with him what if it's not like an hour or something or you know what if it isn't just go to church on Sunday morning for one hour and and what if the time runs over and she said to him and I am totally paraphrasing but here was the point she said to him well he better show up by 12 because I'm leaving after that 
That is the mindset of so many people in the body of Christ. That is the mindset that we walk in religion, we live religion. If we just go to church on Sundays or we, we just go to uh, what, whatever it is that, you know, synagogue, or what, if, we just, if we just do this, this is all we have to do. We don't have to do anymore. Well, that's not the kind of person I would want to be with in the kingdom of God. And that's not the kind of person I want to walk in this life with because I need brothers and sisters in Christ around me, and so do you, who love the Lord so passionately that whatever he says we will do, whatever he asks for, we will seek his will about how he wants us to do whatever he's calling us to do. So I was concerned this morning about the babies, and and I just kept thinking, okay, Father, I have to be able to say this to the newbies because either they're going to possibly freak out or they're going to think, okay, I'm just going to go out there and conquer the world and do all this, that, and the other. And they're going to get all messed up in how they receive the message. And uh, it might get misconstrued to the point where they, they do more damage to themselves and to others than they do good. And this is why when I, uh, when I said that to the Lord, he said, the babies need the milk. Here's the milk. Follow Jesus. The mature, the mature followers need meat. Follow Jesus. There you go. And we will have different understanding as we go along in our walk, but we're not in a time now where we can just sit around. It's not regular, you know, church as usual. The, the uh, conflict, the uh, separation, the division that's happening between the world and the followers of Christ is becoming more apparent. And in many countries, they already understand the persecution. In the United States, it has not hit here yet, but it is coming. So you guys, so there, and that was just supposed to be just a very brief little thing about the milk and the meat, but it got big, didn't it? Okay, so, so this morning he was reminding me of uh, a couple of things. Father, you have to bring the other one back. I can't remember. Okay. Um, yesterday, in the message, I said something about how, because my hair has been falling out, thank you guys so much, all of you who have been writing and saying, do this and do that, and I'm going to try. I've, I've, I'm going to try these things. I, I just, but you know, I, what my comment was, was that I've been walking around for months saying, I just feel like a plucked chicken because my hair just has been falling out an alarming rate. And Chuck just, bless his heart, I've cut it really short because it just, it just looked awful. And not that it looks great really short, but this isn't about that. So don't think I'm pointing to me. I'm making a point here, guys. <laughs> so I'm, cut, I'm cutting my hair. I'm chopping it. And I just keep cutting away and cutting away. And yesterday I was cutting some more and all this. And and Chuck said to me, it doesn't look like you're bald or anything. And I thought, oh, but you can't see all the stuff that's going on. So for me, it's really thin. And I've been saying for, like I said, months, boy, I just feel like a plucked chicken. And yesterday, the Lord, or the other day, the Lord corrected me. And I mentioned it in the, in the message yesterday. He said, not a chicken, an eagle. Now, you guys, once again, and I said, even in the message, I don't have all the understanding about what that means, why he said that. I understand a little bit, because we see in part, we know in part, but unless the Lord reveals something, we don't know. Okay. He said, not a chicken, an eagle. And here's what he said. 
first of all, that's not just me. And it's just not and it's not just the people who are who have been losing their hair because they've gotten really sick like I did. It isn't that. There's a much deeper picture to this. He said, we're not chickens, we're eagles. I'm talking to the body of Christ. Do you hear me? I'm talking to you. Father said, you are not chickens, you are eagles. Chickens peck around on the ground. Chickens don't even fly. Chickens are just earthbound, you know, ground eaters. He said, eagles fly. Eagles fly. And yes, they go through their molting seasons and all of that, but eagles fly. And they will fly high enough that they cannot hear the noise, the clutter, all of the stuff going down on the ground. They are soaring in the clouds. And, and unless I'm mistaken, I, I could be mistaken, I don't know this part, but this is what just came to me, so maybe that's Holy Spirit saying this to me. Eagles... Oh my goodness, this, you guys, this is so cool. You may have heard that little noise just now. Here, I'll, I'll respond to that in a second. Eagles fly alone. Your relationship with Father, even though you interact with other people, even though you are supposed to love the body of Christ, and even though we are supposed to be in fellowship and all of that, we have to get to the point, if we're not there already, where we understand that we fly alone with God in our personal, intimate relationships. We need that. Jesus didn't hang out with his disciples all of the time. He went away to be with his Father. We have to do the same thing, or we will wear out, we will burn out, we will not have the understanding we need, we will not have the strength we need, or the courage we need, and that was a big part of the message yesterday. We won't have those things if we don't spend time with Him. I understand. He's with us all of the time when we belong to him. That's so true. Well, he was with Jesus all the time Jesus was on the earth, and Jesus still went away from everybody else to be alone with his father. Moses went away from everybody else to be with his father. Every person who has ever walked this earth that has the depth and intimacy and wisdom and all of those things that we all want with the Father, they didn't get that because they were always doing ministry. They didn't get that because they were always spending time with other believers and just going to church on Sunday and maybe on Wednesday and throwing money in the plate or in the bag for tithing. They got that because they spent time with Father. There is nothing that can replace that. And I, like I said, I know I'm, I'm talking to a lot of you that already know these things, but there are a lot of babies that don't know this, and there are a lot of believers that have been in church for years and years and years, decades even, that don't know this. So, okay. So the eagle flies above the clouds, and that means they also fly above all of the stuff that's going on on the ground, all of the darkness, all of the confusion and the deception and all of those things. They fly above the clouds, and that's what we should be doing as father's children. We should be above 
the noise that's going on. And what I mean by that, because I don't want people to misconstrue these things, what I mean by that is if we are not in that intimate relationship with him and we're busy being distracted by this news over here and this war over here and this stuff going on here and these issues in this family and blah, blah, blah. If we're being, if we are so in that all of the time, and we are not taking the time to soar above the clouds, to get alone, out of the noise, away from all of the stuff, and spend time with Father. We're going to be a mess. We're not going to accomplish what He wants us to accomplish. We're not going to know Him the way we want, He wants us to know Him, and the way that our hearts should be hungry to know Him. Because we are going to be so caught up in the things of the world. We have got to remember we are in this world, but we are not of this world. So we better be flying above this world and spending time with Father. We've got to have that, you guys. Okay, now um, I'm going to go back to the babies for a minute. Oh, thank you, Father. Many years ago, some of you have heard this before or maybe read it in my book, I don't know, but many years ago, Father gave me a dream. I mean, this was back in the 1970s. And many of you weren't even born. <laughs> uh, and in this dream, I was flying an airplane and it was an old fashioned airplane. You know, it was an airplane, it wasn't a jet. I was flying an airplane. Uh, what are those things called on the propellers? <laughs> I to say rudders. <laughs> well, maybe I had that too. But anyway, the propellers, that, that kind of a plane. I was flying a plane, but I wasn't seated in the cockpit of the plane. And as I would fly this plane, I would think up. I wouldn't speak. I would just think up and the plane would go up. I was seated on the nose of the plane. Okay. I wasn't in the cockpit. I was on the nose of the plane. And I would think up and the plane would go up and I would think down and the plane would dive. And I just kept doing this up and down and all around and having this big old time. Well, then there came a point where I thought down and I kept thinking down and thinking down and I didn't change my thinking. And so the plane took a dive and went into, ended up in a concentration camp. And in this concentration camp that had, uh, you know, the really high fence around it and all of the military bad guys in it and uh, that, what is that, chicken wire or whatever across the top and all that kind of stuff. My plane was sitting in there and I knew to get out of that concentration camp was going to be really hard. And that was the end of the dream. Well, Father told me a long time ago that our plane represents our thought life. And what we do with our thought life has a great impact on how we live our lives. If our thought life, if we're always thinking up, 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 if we're always thinking the right way, the way God wants us to think about Him and and just life and what He's doing, all of those things that Father wants us to, if we keep our attitude in the right place, we will soar. Oh, thank you, Lord, like the eagle. <laughs> Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm telling you, he's talking. I hope, I hope you're listening. I hope you're hearing this. But when we think down, when we think on the negative and the harmful and the not good stuff, when our thoughts are not where they should be, we just keep thinking about bad, 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 awful, negative, depressed, 
discouraged, doubting, all that. Those are negative thoughts. And when we do that, we end up like I did in that dream in a concentration camp. And think about that word, you guys. It is what we concentrate on. When we, when our thoughts are not where they should be, if we're not walking in the light and being in the light as he is in the light, if as he is the light, then we just keep thinking down, 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 and then there you go. And it's really hard when you are depressed. It's really hard because now you're in the enemy's camp. It's really hard to get out of that, to get up back up in the sky above the clouds. Because I looked at my plane and I thought, how am I going to get out of here? Okay, so here's the here's the deal. For many years in my life, I would go in and out of relationship with the Lord. I always knew He was there. When I was a kid growing up, I always knew the Lord was there. But I did not follow Him. And the circumstances of life and all of the things that happened to so many of us, because the enemy doesn't like any of us, happened in my life too. And I made wrong decisions. And I ended up in that concentration camp many times. So I would go in and out of relationship. And here's what the Lord said to me after that dream. He said, Vicki, straighten up and fly right. Straighten up and fly right. So for the babies, don't run in fear because that's the wrong direction. Don't run in fear. Run to God. Make sure you're spending quality time with Father. Do the things you know He wants you to do. Be the blessing He's called you to be. Don't try to run faster than you are able. And to those of us who are the mature believers who have, we've gotten so used to this walk, some of us, that we don't realize that we are not, we've lost our fire. We're not on fire for him anymore. We are not soaring in the clouds. We're just kind of going along. Okay. What else, Father? There was another. Um, okay. So this morning while I'm sitting in there talking to him, and I'm, I'm sitting in my chair in the living room looking out at the sky, and it's just, oh, and the trees, oh my goodness, you guys. It just ministers to me. Father knows how to speak to me to just bring me so much joy. There are a lot of different ways, but one of them is to sit and look at his uh, creation, the, uh, particularly the trees and the grasses and the flowers and the, listen to the birds and you know his animals and all that, and the sky. Today, I'm gonna get really hot here in the Midwest, and uh, so I knew I'm going to have to close the curtains because anyway, I knew I was going to have to close the curtains at some point, but it was still cloudy and I was really excited. I'd been up since about, I think it was about five this morning and the clouds were just beautiful and looked like it might storm. And so the trees were blowing. We have these really beautiful tall trees around us. And I just was worshiping and spending time with him in that time and thanking him and praising him for all of that. And then uh, I began to talk to him about some things and he began to talk to me about some things. I'm not going to go into all that. I'm just going to say then there came a point where I was that little piece of film 
that I had reached up and taken off my eye. I was seeing some things that, and this is probably as much for mature believers as, as anything. I was seeing things, <clears throat> excuse me, more clearly than I had for a long time. Because I have gone through a lot of sickness and stuff, and a lot of us have, and I'm not, this is not pointing to Vicki, this is, I'm just simply an example. So please don't think I'm saying, oh, poor me. I'm certainly not. I'm just saying this is what can happen. You go through so much sickness, and then there can be persecution in your life from people that you love to the point where after a period of time you just feel weary and it's hard and you just keep trying to press on and God's there with you father's with you but then there comes a day when you say enough and for my brothers and sisters in Christ who have just been going along and pressing in and trying so hard to just keep going and loving Father, but still feeling the weight and the burden of all of the stuff that's been on you for so long, it is time for you to be set free from all of that garbage. And that's what happened with me this morning. There was a, uh, there's another thing going on with my body now, and it's not important. God's going to take care of it. But here's the thing. I was sitting in the chair going, Father, please, I just don't. And then something clicked, and I know it was Holy Spirit. And I started yelling, not in a bad way. I started yelling at all of the attacks, at all of the things, and, and all of the stuff that has come against Chuck, that's come against me, that's come against our home, our health our finances, everything that's come against the work. Uh, because I know the enemy has been running around trying to shut the work down. And I know he's, uh, you know, just like, oh my gosh. Well, anyway. Anyway, so this morning I just got truly fired up. And I know it was the Lord. And you guys, we have to be on fire for the Lord. Do we not realize that people in other so-called religions, many of them are on fire. Do we not realize that the witches and the warlocks and all of those that are following Satan, do we not realize they're on fire? Do we not realize we are in a war? And even if none of those other things were going on with other religions or with witches or warlocks, do we not realize that we are personally, you are, I am, we are in a war. This is not, I, oh, thank you, Father. I remember he showed me one time, I don't know if I ever put this in a message or not, but he showed me one time people walking around on a battlefield. First of all, they didn't even know they were on a battlefield. And and they were just walking along, and these bombs would fall on their heads, you know, something like a rock or a, some kind of a thing, and it would hurt, and they'd go, ouch. Well, you know, that's just like everyday life. Ooh, this bad thing happened. Ooh, that bad thing happened. And they didn't realize that there was an enemy over them that was dropping these bombs on their heads. And because they didn't realize it, they didn't know to fight back. They didn't know to cover their heads. They didn't know they needed protection. 
That is so symbolic and so true of so many believers today. We go along and we think, oh, well, this is just life and this is just what happens. And God says, no, this is not just life and this is not what happens. You are there to learn how to walk with me and you are there to take back the territory the enemy has stolen. God was showing me this morning as sitting there looking at the at the trees and the wind moving the branches and the leaves so beautiful and so graceful. And I was talking to him and I said, your creation is just, it's, it's so beautiful. What you've done is so beautiful. And then he just started talking out of my mouth to me while I'm saying out loud, and look at what we've done to it. Look at what we have allowed to happen. Look at how we have just let the enemy from the very beginning come and destroy what God has done. It's time for the body of Christ to stand up. And now he says it's time to tell you guys this thing. I uh, Years ago, there was a woman, you, uh, some of you have heard this testimony too. There was a woman, I'd never met her, but through a course of events, and she's a prophet, through a course of events, she heard my name. And when she heard my name, uh, the person she was talking to sent back a message to me from her which was from the Lord, and she said, she saw me standing on this high precipice, and there was a huge angel standing behind me with its sword raised, held up to the sky, raised up to the sky, and she said, this angel was huge, and she said, you were standing there with a shofar, and you were uh, surveying the land. You were looking out across the nations, looking out across the nations. Okay, guys, thank you, Father. This is what's going on. I'm looking out across the nations. I was looking out across the nations this morning. I've looked out across the nations many times. And Father said to her, you were looking and you could see far. And she said, you were calling the bride of Christ to stand up and go to war. And I sat in my chair this morning as the Lord reminded me of that. Oh, and she said, let me finish the vision. She said, uh, and she had no idea. At that time, I had a ministry called Warrior Bride. She didn't know me at all. So anyway, this, uh, the rest of the, the vision was, she said, uh, the Lord, she said, I put, my, put the shofar to my lips and I began to blow. And she said, the Lord said, oh, how'd you say that, Father? I don't want to get this wrong. To call the body of Christ to go to war. Call the bride to go to war. I'm not talking, and God's not talking about a physical go out there and, and get some kind of a weapon and go shoot people. That's not what he's talking about. He's saying, stand in the calling you've been called to. Every single one of us has been given a call by our Creator. All of our calls are similar in some ways, and they are different in others. But together, even as Scripture says, every part of the body is needed. So whatever your call is, walk in that fully, walk in that. But we have to stand up, bride of Christ, we have to stand up. It's time. We can't, we can't play around anymore. We can't just, you know, go along and do the, the normal, regular, well, this is life every day, and oh, ouch, the bombs are dropping on my head. Ooh, what is that? Because that was the deal. People in that vision that I, where I saw people walking on a battlefield, first of all, get that, we were on a battlefield, and we are. 
were walking along and bombs were dropping on their heads and they would just, you know, like, ooh, ouch, and not, but not look up, not see what was going on. Well, this is what's going on. If you belong to the Almighty God, the Creator of all things, if He has called you and given you the gift of His Son through the sacrifice of His Son, and now His Spirit is with you, you're walking on a battlefield every single day. And sometimes, just like oh, in the message yesterday, he said something. How did that go, Lord? He said something about um, trying to remember you guys. We can't just do life as usual. I can't think of the thing I was going to say. He'll probably bring it back. But just like that, we can't just excuse the things and go on. We have to be aware that we are in a war. The enemy hates your guts, and he hates mine too. And those who follow him hate your guts as well. Everything is a love issue. Do you and I love Father enough to say, guide me all day long through this war. Guide me all day long through this battlefield. And oh, by the way, Father, I'm coming to you every day to spend time with you because I need you. Not just for what you're going to give me or what you're going to do through me or to me or for me. I need you because you're my Father. You're my Creator. And I want to be with you. So if you guys are not on fire, then fire yourselves up. Ask Father to help you get on fire with desire to follow Him, to love Him, to obey Him, to stop just looking around and going, well, this is just the way it is, and it says in the end times it's going to be like this. Yes, it is going to be like this. We know that. But what? why are we here? What's our purpose for being here? We are in the enemy's territory. We are on enemy land. In the spirit, this is what's going on. God could have put us back in the 50s or 100 years ago or 200 years ago or 300 years ago. And look, we would think, oh, well, things were easier. No, they weren't. Everybody has always had their stuff to deal with. This is the stuff God's given you and given me to deal with today. This is our stuff to deal with. So I know he wants me to leave you with encouragement. I'm just going to tell you guys this morning, I was just rebuking stuff all over the world, off of the body of Christ. I was calling you. I probably, I was trying not to scare my animals because I'm telling you, the Spirit of God was on me so strong when I was commanding these things off and speaking to you and all of our brothers and sisters all over the world in the body of Christ to stand up and fight back against the enemy. It is time to go to war. And you guys, this is a really big thing. People are running around out there in the body of Christ. And they are so busy saying, that ministry is false, this ministry is false, that ministry is false, this ministry is false, that they are not out sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. They are busy in fighting with other believers in the body of Christ. I see that I'm really 
distorting my, because I'm talking so loud. I hope that this message comes across. I just turned my mic down. Oh, I hope it comes across and you're able to understand all the words, Father. I ask you for that. But instead of going out there and doing the things that they are called to do, to call people to repentance, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ, they're walking around in the church going, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad, you're bad. Okay, let God figure that out. Go do the work you've been called to go do, to preach the gospel, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out the dem demons, cleanse the lepers. You have freely received. Now freely give. Freely give in love. Go around and find the people that need that. Find them. You know, we don't learn any... I, I heard a, a testimony a long time ago about uh, some gal that was... I think it was a gal, I don't know... Um, who asked the question, well, how to someone who would have this information at one of the mints, the money printing mints or whatever, how do, how do you know, uh, how do you know the, the counterfeit? How do you, how, you know, people are just trying to look at money and things and trying to see what's the counterfeit, what's the counterfeit, what's the counterfeit? Same thing in the body of Christ. That's the counterfeit, that's the counterfeit, that's the counterfeit. And this person was told, we learn what the genuine, the real looks like, and then everything else is obviously the counterfeit. Know the real God. Know the truth. Know how to walk in that. He will expose what needs to be exposed. Believe me, well, you don't have to believe me, but he is going to expose that which is false. If we know the genuine, we will recognize the counterfeit. One of the things I prayed for this morning, Father, discernment. Your people need discernment. They're walking around. And he said to me, he said to me, well, if they would get to know me, then, then uh, they would recognize when the deception comes. But we have a part to do. We can't look at God and say, this is all on you. You have to tell us when it's not you and all that. Uh -uh. He's going to look back at us and say, well, do you know who I am? If you know who I am, if you're spending time with me and you're learning me, then you're going to recognize the counterfeit. He said yesterday in the message, stop arguing, stop arguing. We have to stop arguing. We're not just arguing in the body of Christ. We're arguing in our homes. I'm telling you, we are all under attack. The bombs are falling on our heads. Are we going to be on the ground walking around like chickens, just pecking at the ground, unable to fly? Or are we going to soar with, like the eagles, high above all of the confusion, where all of that noise is shut out, and we're up there in that place with our Father, where he already says we're seated with him in heavenly places. We're already, we're flying in that place with him, spending that time with him, getting to know him. The choice is ours. I'm going to tell you, I, every one of us is important in the body of Christ. We need each other. It does not matter if we've been walking with him for 10 minutes or a hundred years. Every part of the body is important. And when we see, just like it says in scripture, when we see a brother or sister who's in error, we don't need to get out there and blast that news all over the place. 
We need to go to them in love. We need to ask Father first how he wants us to deal with that situation. Is it just ours to pray? Is it ours to go and counsel? Is it, what is it? Is it ours to go and find out what's wrong? Help, how can I help you? We, we can't make these choices on our own, you guys. Our wisdom is never going to be greater than God's. Never. We need him all of the time. All of the time. So be encouraged today. Be greatly encouraged. We have a Father who loves us with a passion that will not die. He loves us with so much love that he sent his Son for you, for me. You know, it's interesting. You read scripture. Jesus didn't just pay for your sins and mine and the sins in the body of Christ. He paid for the sins of the world. His love is huge. I love you too. Chuck loves you too. We are praying for you. You guys, please keep all of the body of Christ in prayer and all of the ones Father is calling in prayer and all of, the, of his animals, all of his creation that the enemy has done so much destruction. God came to give life. And that was the last, I'll say that and I think that'll be all. And then I'll pray and, and play one of Chuck's songs. But when I was spending time in there and talking to him and declaring all of these things and commanding all this junk off of God's people and off of those he's calling and I just I I don't want to say I hit a wall but I was kind of like okay father what do I, what what am I what is the best thing for me to to speak to declare to pray over everybody and everything and he gave me one word and you know we would say the word was love but here's the word he gave me life because he is life so i was speaking life over you over us too over you over all of your families over all of the uh, the others in the body of christ i was speaking life over all of these different things that god called me to speak life over you guys we all need to be doing that we all need to be speaking life over and life too because he is life Everything else is death. We need to be speaking life to our brothers and sisters and to all God's called us to speak life to. I love you very much. Let's pray, okay? There goes my microphone again. Father, I thank you so much for everybody who's going to hear this message. I ask you, have your way, God, in all of us. Have your way in all of us to the degree we are willing to allow you to have your way because we have our part in that too. So, Father, please forgive us for our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Show us, expose what the enemy is doing in our lives. Expose that to us, Father. I pray for all of my brothers and sisters and every single one you're calling that we would hear your call, that you would clean out our ears and open our eyes and restore sight where we have lost our vision. We, we have lost our ability to see because we've been pecking around on the ground like chickens because we've been pecked at so much. We've, <laughs> that we've been walking around like plucked chickens on this earth. 
And thank you, Father. You guys, I'm going to, he knows I'm interrupting the prayer. Here's what he showed me. Chickens are for food. People eat chickens. They eat chickens. They eat their eggs. Chickens are for food. Eagles kill. Eagles swoop down on their prey and kill. Not talking about murder, you guys. Come on. I'm talking about Satan and the demonic that's going on in your life, in your circumstances. Swoop down on that stuff and kill it off. Get it out of your life. Get, um, what's that word, Father? Just get the lukewarm mildness, the the thing out of your life that keeps you walking around on the battlefield, getting bomb dropped by, by the demonic. Or you just get to where you just sort of pass it off and go, well, this is the way it is. Get that out of your life. Father, I thank you and praise you Open our eyes, open our ears. Teach us how to war. Teach our hands how to war against the enemy. Teach our mouths how to war against the enemy. And Father, teach us that it all starts with praising you and recognizing you for who you are, giving you the honor and the glory and the words of our mouths, the meditations of our hearts, the actions in our hands and feet, we bless your name. In the name of our Savior, Yeshua, the Messiah, Jesus, the Christ, we pray. Amen. I love you guys. I'm going to play one of Chuck's songs, and I'm out of here. And, you know, leave your comments. If you have any encouraging words, I, I'm not, you know, not talking about encouraging words for me. I'm talking about encouraging words for the body of Christ or anybody that would come and read your comments. Speak life. Speak life. Speak life. Love you guys. Okay, here comes Chuck.